This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to another episode of the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, where we are on a relentless pursuit to help everyone lead, inspire, and win. I am your host, and biggest fan, Lem Woodson, with me in the Champion Forum Studios is Jeff Hancher. How's it going, Jeff? It is going well. We, uh, we've we been on a hiatus here between yeah. my vacations. You I just know. came back from a trip. Yep. Uh, we batched a bunch of episodes, but now uh, we're playing a little catch up. So it's good to be back in studio. Oh yeah, it's been a good summer. You know, nice to nice to refresh and recharge. You know, we have not been in studio for five weeks. Yeah, it's I crazy. know. Thank God for batching. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm excited for today's subject, which is raising leaders. And you know, as a dad of three young kids, this is something extremely important to me. And I'm sure this will resonate with many of our listeners as well. So it's back to school season. And this is the time when you know, most parents are reflecting on how well they're doing in raising their kids to conquer the world. So (laughs) that is a that's yes, how are we raising our kids is something where I think about it often. How good of a job are we doing? It's so true. I mean, I think as you parent, too, there's different phases based off of their age and so on. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, as a parent of teenagers, yeah, it, it gets more and more real the closer they get to flying the nest. Yes. And uh, our, we already went through this with my son. And uh, today, actually at the recording of this show... Uh, my daughter started her first day of her senior year of high school, and Man. you know we do the mandatory pictures and mm-hmm. whatnot. But you sit there as a parent, and you just think, "Man, have I done enough to prepare them?" Yeah. And you think back on what you did do, and you're giving it your all. And the reality is, is a lot of parents don't—they're not equipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know what to do. It's not uh, desire. Like everybody wants their kid to be well equipped to do what they're called to do, and make a big impact but you know it's this time of year that as a parent when you send them back into the world and they're outside of the haven of safety of your home you kind of wonder are they prepared are they ready for this how are people treating them how are they you know influencing others how what kind of impact are they making when i'm not around and it just leads to a lot of questions as a parent so i thought man we should just come on and, and have a little dialogue around that oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. So, so what are some things? What are some things that you would say to parents on how to develop leaders at home? Yeah, I mean, look, far be it from me to uh, get on here on this show and tell you that uh, you know I'm the perfect parent. I'm I'm far from it, but there's no doubt that I want the best for my kids, as as do most parents. And I, I think it's important to understand that developing into a great leader, it's a process. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes, whether it's the student, the parent, whatever it might be, we want to have this leadership impact. We want to have all this influence, but we're not willing to put in the time to get there. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that every great leader is great at the fundamental things. This is true. And the fundamental things create amazing leadership effectiveness. And so what I wanted to do today, really thinking about 
you know, this uh, young person, keeping these young people in mind is I wanted to highlight a few of these things today as things that as a parent and as a student, you can really focus on Mm -hmm. uh, because what we don't want as a parent is to start, you know, thinking that, you know, our student is going to become, you know, the next world leader in six months. Right. Um, And we surely don't want the student to have an expectation that they have it all figured out. But there's something that everybody can be doing to begin uh, obtaining these leadership attributes to create more influence. So I put together a few that I think as parents we can, these are things that we can do practically to help support the leadership attributes in their students. And why I say practically, being practical is important. I I get a lot of parents that come to me from time to time and they tell me, that they see, uh, you know, leadership giftings on Johnny or Sally, and mm-hmm. but here's the parent who they're they're either not a leader, they don't they don't possess that, right? So inevitably they come to me and say, so what should we do? Should I buy him a leadership book? What what yeah. should we do? Here's the thing: you don't have to be a, a great football player to have a son that plays good football. True, but you have to give them the resources. You have to give them the tools. Uh, you have to get them around people that can help pull that out of them. Right. And so these are these are things that we can do as parents, whether you're a great leader or not, whether you're a person of influence or not. The first one, as practical as it might sound, is set a good example. Yeah. Uh, set a really good example. Don't be deceived as a parent. Your child, they're watching your every move from how you conduct yourself personally and professionally and how you manage stress to your daily routines, mm-hmm. to your determination, everything you do and everything that you say holds the power of influence for your child. Uh, you are the one responsible for developing your child, yeah. n- not anybody else. Yep. Other people, they're going to have impact. There's no question about it. Lem has great impact on my kids, but I can't defer that responsibility to Lem. I got to own that. And our example is the best way. Raising leaders means that we have to lead by example. Yeah. We have to encourage uh, our children to get back up when life gets hard by being resilient ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we're always going around whining, uh, complaining about environments, complaining about politics, complaining about social issues, crying about this, crying about that, that's what you're depositing into your children. Yeah. The the whole do as I say, not as I do, is not a great strategy for developing the leader within your in within your student. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely correct. They watch like hawks. Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of times they're watching is part of their nature. So a lot of things they pick up, and they're not looking at us like, let me watch my parents so I can pick up these habits and these mannerisms and all that stuff. It's just happening. It does. You know, it's just happening, and they're being greatly affected by what they see and hear and who we are, you know? Especially the age like your your kids. Yeah. You know, because there does come that teenage years, and things get a little wild and weird, and they're trying to figure out who they are and independence, but when they're like your daughter's ages, yep. I mean, they are literally reflecting on who you are as a parent. Yeah. And so this example means everything, and don't lose sight of how you live your life, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I remember so many different things that, that we went through as parents, in, in, even in professionally, 
you know, having our kids watch that, whether it was working a late night to, to meet a goal mm -hmm. or uh, we bought a restaurant once and we pulled the kids right in on that journey mm -hmm. and showed them what it looked like to to do, to do business or to run mm -hmm. a business and the challenges that came yeah. with that. You know, we want to model it out. That yeah. is the best teaching that you can give a student on how to become a great leader. I agree. The second thing is encourage collaboration. This is a really, really big one, and uh, it's a hot button for me. And you know those those group projects that your child hates at school. They bring home, they got to work with other kids and create this group project. Heads up, these group projects that your child hates, that you hate, they're teaching your child valuable lessons about communication, yep. about accountability, about responsibility, and working as a team. Michael Jordan, the greatest individual basketball player to ever put get on the hardwood. Don't argue with me. He <laughs> is the GOAT. Um, here's what he said. Talent wins games, but teamwork and intelligence wins championships. Yep. Your teen, uh, your student, will never accomplish as much on their own as they will by building strong relationships with friends, teammates, fellow students, teachers, mentors, it is this collaboration that's going to get them to their fullest potential. Yep. And so we got to encourage our students to seize the opportunities to work together with others. And you can do this a host of different ways. You can do it by volunteering. You can be part of a, a team sport. Uh, align, align them with driven people that they admire. Again, this is not a skill. This is just decisions that you're helping to foster into your student to get them a part of this collaboration and remind your student that this teamwork and collaboration, these types of things are at the core of every amazing accomplishment. Yep. Rarely are you going to show me where somebody did something amazing all on their own. They had somebody around them, uh, you know, just before we started recording, uh, Lem is sitting in here dialing in new equipment and, you know, all of this stuff. I don't, I don't even know what he's doing. I don't even know what that <laughs> box is called, right? <laughs> Teamwork. Uh, we do this together. And our, our students need to know this collaboration, it has to happen if you're going to reach your fullest potential. But too often I hear parents tell me that, uh, that they're not doing this type of thing because their child doesn't enjoy it, Lamb. They just don't enjoy it. They don't work well with others. Yeah. Um, or, or that it's not comfortable for their child. Well, uh, hey, I'm going to say this the most loving way that I can muster up any love. <laughs> I need to tell you that your job as a parent is not to accommodate your child, but rather help them drive into the discomfort yep. as part of their growth. Yes. And they'll thank you later. They will um, we, you know, we know it as adults, and anybody that's ever had any success is that success is found uh, pushing through the discomfort. Yeah. I get it, especially if you have an introvert-type child. They don't like this environment. Right. They don't like working with others. Yeah. Uh, they might lack confidence. Mm -hmm. They might be uh, intimidated easily. Yeah. I, I get it. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Right. But neither is the world. We are preparing leaders. Yes. Influencers. Oh, yeah. Difference makers. Yep. If we're not doing this now, the chances of them doing this well later are very, very slim. They are slim. And, you know, it's like you said, it's a grand disservice to not help them push through 
those situations. You know, we want them to be, what's the word, sociable? Yeah. I mean, like, to fit into society and be a contributing member. That is <laughs> the bottom line of every great leader. You have to be a well-groomed, contributing member of society. You can't be the kid that just doesn't play well in the sandbox. Nobody's going to want to be with you, listen to you, take your lead on anything. So, yeah, helping them to push through those moments, hey, I hated them as well, let me tell you. No doubt. Never wanted to be part of the group. It's like, I could do this on my own. And the the hard truth is there's no redos in parenting. True. And uh, it becomes a real reality Mm -hmm. when they start uh, packing their bags and moving out. Yeah. That's, I mean, I remember my son's senior year, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, like, he does know how to put air in a tire, right? He does know how to change his oil, right? He does know how to change a tire, right? I mean, we're out in the driveway, like NASCAR pit crew, like I'm trying to do all the stuff that a man needs to know how to do, you know, split a piece of wood and we're just getting after it, right? But it's, it's that fresh reminder. There's no redos. Right. Right. So you got to dig into this now. And oh, yeah. it's not about what they want. Yes. It's about what's necessary. Absolutely. Well put. Number three is to help them foster assertive communication. Nice. Raising leaders, it takes initiative. It takes dedication on our part, which means we need to offer our kids plenty of opportunities to hone in on these assertive leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a whole podcast, uh, I think season one, on assertiveness. Assertiveness is uh, one of the key contributors to effective leadership. Yeah. The next time you receive um, a dish at a restaurant and it's not up to par, it's not what the, what the kid ordered, uh, they didn't like it, it's not done the right way, they forgot the ketchup, the ranch dressing, whatever it might be, let your team do the talking when uh, the server comes back to the table. Nice. These are soft ways that we can start teaching our students assertive communication, Mm -hmm. especially the ones that don't like that, that it's outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. And by the way, don't wait until they're such and such an age. Yeah. Start this as early as you possibly can. I like that. I'll be in restaurants with friends. And if any of you are listening, like I'm not critiquing you at a restaurant, so don't worry (laughs) about it. But you'll be at restaurant with friends and uh, you'll hear the child say something to the parent like, uh, this isn't what I ordered. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll take care of it. Right. Now, I understand it. It's a nurturing mentality. Mm -hmm. I got it. But your child is very capable of speaking. True. And what they feel like is it's not their place. Right. It is their meal. Yeah, it is. It is actually their place. Yep. And they get comfortable having this type of assertive communication. Mm -hmm. How many times when you get the wrong thing, you'll hear somebody say to the waitress, I'm sorry, but you're sorry? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do anything. You didn't do wrong. anything. There was nothing that you did wrong. They actually did something <laughs> wrong. You ordered a hot dog. They brought you a hamburger. Very that true. doesn't make them a bad person. It but just this makes needs them addressed. Yes. This is assertiveness. Yes. This is leaning into a tough conversation. Mm-hmm. One that they the child doesn't want to have. Right. But here's what we know about leadership. Leadership is all uphill. It is. And it's full of tough conversations. It is chuck full of them. So we <laughs> let's start now. Uh, with these soft skills. This is not going to be comfortable for the, for the student at most times. Our heart as a parent will be to carry their burden. Yeah. And I, I get that. Yeah. But again, if we're going to raise great leaders, we will need to foster a spirit of confidence and assertiveness yes. in our kids. Mm-hmm. This type of repetition and discomfort is the very thing that's going to pre- prepare them for when the stakes are really, really high. I like that. The little things. Example. 
Um, I, you know, as I thought of this, uh, I thought of my own kids and things that we would do. And uh, for those of you that know my kids, they're two different people, uh, two different personality styles. Mm-hmm. But the training didn't really change. Right. And I remember even as little kids, we would be at, at any type of a social event or we would be at church. Matter of fact, church was a big one for us. Uh, even when our kids were little, uh, we would set quotas, mm-hmm. if you will, that uh, when, when church let out, uh, we're not going to lunch or leaving until each of you talk to five people, nice. five adults, uh-huh. not your buddies, not your friends, mm-hmm. five adults. And we would, Janelle and I, we would sit there and sit in a chair or whatever, and we would just kind of observe and see. And why did we do that? Well, it was out of their comfort zone. It wasn't Johnny or Sally or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was an adult. And we would coach them. And they, they would always say, like, well, what would I, what would I even say? Like, yeah. what do you want me to say to them? Yeah. I would say, go up to them and just say, uh, wow, the weather was, is beautiful today, isn't it? Uh, anything. Mm-hmm. Just to get them comfortable with assertive communication. Right. Sparking conversation. Whatever it might be. Uh, we would go to hotels, and somebody would be like, hey, we need another bath towel. They're all out. Mm-hmm. I would send Jake down to the front desk, and I would say, go down to the front desk and tell them what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're at a convenience store, and we're looking for Joe's Crab Shack, mm-hmm. and nobody knows where it is. Jake, run in there and ask them where it is. Mm-hmm. Any of these little things that you can do to help help your child yeah. engage um, and ha- build confidence. They might not like it again, but it's going to be worthwhile. Exactly. The more opportunities they have to assert themselves verbally with composure, even if they fumble in the beginning, right? The more self confident the student will become in their ability to express themselves, yes, regardless of the situation. Yep. Because at some point they're going to have to stand for something far greater than yeah. th- the wrong meal or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You're helping them build those muscles early. So that when the stakes are high, they're ready to go. So foster in them assertive communication. Yeah, and it's exactly what you just called it. It's a muscle. You know, the more they work that muscle, the easier and more naturally they'll be able to use it. No question about it. Love it. Last point I have for you all today um, is encourage healthy negotiation. Nice. And um, the the funny thing about having kids or students around is that you don't really need to teach them how to negotiate. Uh, they are masters at negotiating. They are. As yes. we know. <laughs> you know, ki- kids learn from a relatively young age how to negotiate with their parents, uh, whether it's a toy that they want or they want to stay at somebody's house or have somebody over or whatever it might be. The problem is most parents shut down the negotiation with the assumption that their child is being argumentative or yeah. they're being disrespectful. And the truth is that back and forth negotiation, it's actually teaching your child valuable skills that's going to serve them well later mm-hmm. in leadership and in influence. By the way, uh, this is a good time to put out this uh, asterisk. Whining and throwing a temper tantrum and getting out of control is not an effective means of negotiating. It is not. Um, It's effective for the child a lot, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, because the parent will just throw in the towel and say, okay, whatever. That is not what we're fostering here. No. In my house, uh, we taught what we called the petition. Mm Mm-hmm. Funny enough, it's still on my refrigerator. 
Nice. Now we're like a solid 10 years beyond this being necessary. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I actually noticed it the other day that it's still on the fridge. Yeah. Because when it's in high emotion, we always wanted our kids to have uh, a point what they that they could reference mm-hmm. on what this meant. Yeah. Because when a kid's not getting something that they want, they don't know how to express themselves exactly. This is true. And in my house and in a lot of houses of the listener, uh, disobedience is not an option. Yeah. It's not an option. Yeah. And so, but disobedience is not uh, saying no. You have to address this the right way. Mm-hmm. What we don't want to raise is a bunch of uh, leaders that are just yes sirs and yes ma'ams. Right. We need people that are going to not follow the path, but we need to raise up leaders that are going to blaze a trail. Yes. And in order to do that, they've got to be able to have healthy debate, mm-hmm. healthy negotiations. So we call it the petition. The petition was, we give an order, uh, we give a request, we give a chore, we give whatever it might be as a parent. Mm-hmm. And you see that look in your child's eye like, man, this stinks, or man, I can't believe they're telling me to do this. And you get, you see that look on their face, but you just wait and you don't say anything. And that's when one of the Hancher kids would speak up and they would say, Dad, can I petition that? Mm-hmm. And I would say, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Well, you just asked me to get the grass cut by the end of, by the time the sun went down. Mm-hmm. But last weekend, you also said that I could go to Evan's house and swim all day. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to see um, if, if things have changed mm-hmm. or is there an alternative day that maybe I could cut the grass? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, you know what I'm saying? I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot. I told him he could go hang out with his buddy today. Uh-huh. That is a far cry from a blowout. Right. I can't believe this, Dad. I can't believe you're doing this to me. You said I could go to Evan's house and right. swim. And right. now you never do what you say. Yeah. And it, that's not composure. It's not. And nobody ever said of a great leader that they get emotional and erratic. Right. The petition was giving my kids the opportunity to have a mature adult conversation. Mm -hmm. Because here's the deal. As parents, we're going to get it wrong. Yeah, We're going to get it wrong sometimes. By offering the petition, we're giving our kids a platform to communicate without emotion, and they know that they have a voice. Mm -hmm. And you're not not fostering this whining, temper tantrum, kick my feet mentality that we often see in society. Yeah. Um, These people are going to be adults someday. Right. And they're the ones we're counting on to make this country great. Mm-hmm. Let's do a better job this is true. in creating yeah. uh, these environments for our kids. Yeah. Rather than just saying no right off the bat, open the door to healthy negotiation. Yep. Give your child the opportunity to respectfully present their side. Yes. Without them even realizing it, you'll be passing along an important leadership and life skill. I like that. I like, and it helps them to... To communicate in a way that is acceptable, you know, it's especially now in 2021 after 2020, we've seen a lot of uh, kicking and screaming from adults, which is frightening. It is very frightening. A lot of my way or the highway, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, guys, I thought we were grown. This is a problem. Yeah. This is a very big problem. And it'll trickle right down into that, to the next generation. So- yeah, we have to do it. 
I love those facts. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, to the parent, we're counting on you, right? Yes, exactly. We're all counting on you to parent well. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Yeah. But I can tell you this, it's worthwhile. Needs to be done. And listen, I'm not the one on this mic saying I did it perfectly. Believe me, I've made plenty of mistakes and the scorecard's out there uh, and, and they're there. But... We got to give give our students everything that we have. Yes, uh, we we are going to raise up great leaders in this generation that are going to make amazing impact. Yep. And here's the deal: most leaders they're not born; they're made. Exactly. And so you know, if they're made, then at a young age, as a parent, we have a part to play in this. We do. And through hard work some determination, mm-hmm. trial and error, mm-hmm. uh, and, and quite often by mirroring the leadership qualities of others, like a parent. Yep. Great leaders have learned to take charge and have great influence. Yep. It's what every parent hopes for, a child who's not afraid to insert, assert themselves, get involved, yeah. who is a leader, not a follower, and who holds the confidence to take, take charge of their goals, yep. their dreams, their passions, and their future. Yep. And I'm here to tell you, Raising leaders, it's not only possible, it's also actually much easier than you might think. Groom your student to be a leader. Love it, man. Well, hey, there you have it, folks. Four practical steps that you can begin immediately to take right now to get your student well on their way to leadership effectiveness. They're not too young. We need to do it. Like Jeff just said, most leaders aren't born, they are made. So quick recap, number one, set a good example number two encourage collaboration three assertive communication we have to teach them to be assertive and four healthy negotiation so on behalf of myself jeff and the entire champion forum team we want to wish every student the very best school year you're going to rock this year it's going to be great and you are going to be a great leader and you're going to be groomed even more into the leader that we know you can be so if you would like to have jeff come into your school and present on any leadership topics please email us do not hesitate email us at jeff at jeffhancher.com and until next time we want to make sure that every student knows that you have been set up to be a champion in this life The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win.